Praise God. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for all you, you guys dug deep on that. Today's Pentecost Sunday, and it's the beginning of our summer with this Father series, and bringing those two things together, I have five words that I want to give us from the book of Acts. It's chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, and the five words are the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father. Now, there's several things interesting about those five words. The Bible, of course, is full of promises. God loves faith, and because he loves faith, he makes promises, and which he always keeps, but it's the promises that trigger faith. No promise, no faith. It's presupposition. Uh, you're being presumptuous if you don't have a promise. God gives you a promise, and that's what, what you build your faith on. Even with promises, it's possible to be presumptuous. But here, this one is not just another promise. We all claim promises that God's going to be with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us, that we don't have to be afraid, that God will protect us. No weapon formed against us will prevail. In Christ, I can do all things who, uh, through Christ who strengthens me, that my God will provide for all of our needs out of his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. All things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So I've just shouted out about a dozen promises. Those are all wonderful, they're all true, and they're all for you and for me. But those are all promises. There's only one that's called the promise of the Father. And this is the mother load of all promises. You can live as a Christian on the promises of God and stay at arm's length from God. But why live that way? God wants to give you today the promise of the Father. And when you receive the promise of the Father, all the other promises of God come alive in a whole new way. It's not just clinging on to a couple of promises here and there to survive and to make it through. God wants to fill you with the promise of the Father. Now what makes this promise interesting is <clears throat> we don't receive the promise from the Father. We receive it from Jesus. And the promise is not the Father. The promise is the Holy Spirit. Now I find that kind of interesting. The promise, it's called the promise of the Father and yet we get it from from God the Son, not God the Father, and what we get is God the Holy Spirit, not God the Father. Now, I find that interesting. It's called, it's called the promise of the Father. So hear the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. There they are, the five words. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, what is the promise of the Father? Let's not make this complicated. The promise of the Father is the baptism of with the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of the Father. There's no question about that. It's very clear, very explicit. The promise of the Father is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, <clears throat> this is Pentecost Sunday, and often, 
often pastors will, they're kind of afraid to preach on the Holy Spirit all year long, but they know they can get away with it on Pentecost Sunday, so they, they, they uh, fire on all cylinders, and the congregation like has white knuckles, like, oh my, what is, what is going on here? It's like, we, we tend to not talk too much about the Holy Spirit, but then on Pentecost Sunday, we let it all out there, and, and it can almost be overwhelming or intimidating. We're going to learn quite a bit about God this morning. We're going to learn a lot about the Father and about His Son and about His Spirit. One God, three persons. So this passage itself, these words are Trinitarian. Who's talking here? Who's inside? He said, who's the he? It's Jesus. What's he talking about? The promise of the Father. So Jesus is talking about uh, the, the Father's promise. But what is the pro Father's promise? The Father's promise is the Holy Spirit. So that one verse has God the Son speaking, referring to the promise of God the Father, and the promise of the Father is God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I think we ought to clap for the genius of God. God is smarter than you are. He's smarter than, than I am. Now, <clears throat> I have this image in my heart that's sad, and we have a tendency to compartmentalize God so that we separate the three persons of the Godhead as if God the Father does this, and God the Son does this, and God the Holy Spirit does this. As if we take God into our science lab and biology and put him on a table and dissect God like we're dissecting a frog. You can dissect a frog. But you, I warn you, you better be careful not to dissect God. Don't think you're so smart fragmenting the one true God. Yes, he is fully three persons. No doubt. No doubt. That's irrefutable. You can't believe the Bible without believing in the Trinity. It's absolutely impossible. There are dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of single scriptures like this one that are Trinitarian. But now, I just want to bring this into clear focus. So if you've got your Bibles open to Acts 1, turn to Acts 2, and I want to put up on the screen two other verses, verses 32 and 33. Now listen carefully. This Jesus, that's God the Son, God raised up, that's God the Father, of whom we are all witnesses. Okay, so he's talking about the fact that many of the people listening at this moment had seen the resurrected Christ. But now watch this. Being therefore exalted to the right hand of God, that's God the Father's right hand, but who was exalted? God the Son was exalted to God the Father's right hand. And having received from Father God the promised Holy Spirit of God. And then it goes on. He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. So now follow what this is saying. 
let me just bring it into maybe a little clearer focus. God the Father raised the Son, not just from the dead, but raised him back up into the heavenlies so that the Son could sit next to the Father on the one throne. But notice it's saying the Father, when the Son got back and sat on the same throne as God the Father, the Father had the Holy Spirit. That's what it says. So who's on the throne? The Father, Son, or Holy Spirit? The answer is yes. Yes, he is. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit isn't on the throne. Don't tell me Jesus isn't on the throne. Don't tell me God the Father is not on the throne. It's the one true God is on the throne. And don't you dare dissect him. Don't talk to me about the Holy Spirit not being God or not being on the same equal with God. It's so ridiculous. So pitiful. Disgraceful. But now watch what happens. So now the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all on the throne. And the Father gives the Holy Spirit to the Son. That's what it says. So what was that? That, brothers and sisters, that is the promise of the Father. You see, here's the reality. From before there was time, before there was earth and sun and Mars and and Pluto and, and warthogs and chickadees and goldfish, before there was anything, there was God. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit existed. And the Father would often tell the Son, Son, I promise you one day I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of the Father. That's what it says. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, you're going to have the privilege of giving the promise of the Father to my people. I'm going to give you the promise of the Father so you can give to them the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. The, The better you understand the Trinity, the more you realize that it's almost like they're the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are continually playing tag, you're it. Um, the, the Father says, okay, Son, you go do that. And the Son goes, okay, Holy Spirit, let's go do that. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, Jesus, I'm going to make you known. And Jesus says, well, I'm going to take people to the Father. It's like constant. Jesus said two things. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. Okay, so there's the tag you're in. Then he said, a few sentences later, he said, and I'm about to go back to the Father, and when I do, I'm going to send you one who's just like me. In fact, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between him and me. Now, he had just said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And then he says, when I send you the Holy Spirit, he's going to look just like me. And then he says, he's going to glorify me. So Jesus sends the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can, can say here, tag your it and give all the glory to Jesus. Then Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus then points to the Father. 
And the Father sends the Son. And the Son baptizes in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit glorifies Christ. And Christ takes us to the Father. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It's a love fest. It's a love fest. It's knowing God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three in one. Constantly dynamic. Constantly pointing to the other. Empowerment. Activation. Non-stop. Hallelujah. Is it any wonder... Is it any wonder that the Apostle Paul said, Philippians chapter 2, therefore God has highly exalted him. The Father has highly exalted the Son and given the Son the name, the big one that's above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Tag, you're it. The Father exalts the Son. Tag, you're it, Son. So the Son could tag the Father. Father, you're it. It all goes back to you. Hallelujah. Oh, be careful of dissecting the, the Godhead like you would dissect a frog. Be careful. So, Isn't it just beautiful that the promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit given by the Son? I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Hallelujah. And of all things, here back to Acts 1, verse 5, it's not just called the Holy Spirit. It's, it says the, the promise of the Father is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism isn't a word that you'd you know, hear on ESPN or uh, CNN or you don't talk about baptism publicly. But baptism, it was a very common word in, in uh, the first century. If a woman washed her clothes, she would baptize them. If a merchant would dye the clothing a different color, they would baptize it. And believe it or not, if a fleet of ships sunk, it says they were baptized. That's literally what it means. They sunk. They were immersed. Now, ships aren't supposed to be immersed, unless you're a submarine, but they didn't have submarines, so that was bad. But it's the same word. And here's the deal. God wants to submerge you in the Holy Spirit. God wants to saturate you, not just your clothing, not just your ship or whatever. God wants to saturate you. He wants to immerse you in the Holy Spirit so that the, 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 the water, so to speak, of the Holy Spirit will fill every area of your life, every cell in your body with the presence of God. And that is the promise of the Father. Now, if the word baptized still might throw you a little bit, like you're not too sure about that, notice what it says, and I I almost said it tones it down a little bit, but it makes it maybe a little bit more reachable or understandable, because when the promise of the Father was fulfilled, it took place and recorded here in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, And it says they were all filled 
with the Holy Spirit. Now, I find that interesting. It doesn't say they were all baptized in the Spirit, but they were. They were baptized, but the word used there is filled. So it, there is a, 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 they're synonymous in describing the single event. So whether you want to see it as a baptism or an infilling or an infusion or a saturation or a submersion, you can use whatever word picture you want, but brothers and sisters, this morning I give you the promise of the Father. I give you the promise of the Father. I give you the promise of the Father. And God wants you to take hold of the promise of the Father. He wants you to make it your own. He wants to immerse you and saturate you today of all days on Pentecost Sunday with the fullness of his Holy Spirit. And now, this is, I smile at this, but this message would really be great at the end of August. After we spend the whole summer talking about Father, you kind of ramp up to this message. On the other hand, I believe God told me to preach this message today at the beginning of the summer so we don't have to just spend the summer getting our toes wet and getting our ankles wet and getting our knees wet and getting up to our waist and wading our way in. Brothers and sisters, this is the promise of the Father. This is the mother load of all promises. We don't have to wait. You don't have to ramp up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, instead of just talking about the promise of the Father, I want to show you some pictures from my time in Ethiopia. Uh, I arrived on Sunday. Uh, This is the group. It was twice as big as any other group. Now, these are all leaders. There's one guy in this room that leads 1,600 churches. He's, he's overseas, 1,600. Another guy, 1,200. Uh, there's <clears throat> women's leaders, youth leaders. There's a youth leader in this room who has over 1 million friends on Facebook. I, I had my picture taken with this guy. He says, if you, po- if you post that on Facebook and tag me, you'll get a million likes. I didn't do it. I thought, I don't need a million likes. That's okay. Thanks. Hallelujah. God bless you with... Uh, anyway, okay, next slide. This, I call her Mama. I love that gal. I don't know her name, but she's Mama. She's just the mother in the room. Oh, she can pray like a locomotive, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. Uh, we honored this man who brought the College of Prayer to Ethiopia seven years ago. And the church, this church represented here, these are all the leaders, they're the key top leaders of a church with 11 million people. That's, those are the ones we're serving. Okay, next slide. Yeah, so, okay, you ready for this? This dear woman walked 46 days to get to our meetings. She walked, and through some of the most dangerous areas, she walked 46 days. And God met her. And we learned what a woman of God she is, that she's been a woman of God for like 10, 15 years a tremendous soldier, a warrior for Christ, loving, compassionate, but such hunger for God. So to get a little feel for it, we did a little video, and hopefully this will work okay. 
I think you'll enjoy it. And let's turn the volume up a little bit so we can get a, a, a good feel for this prayer that we have. Every day, we, this is how they pray. This is, this is the, the, the fervency, the single-mindedness, the hunger, the desperation. And the picture that I have in my spirit is, you know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And pride in the human spirit is like high-pressure zone in, in the weather patterns. The high pressure will repel the storms. Low pressure attracts the storms. And it's the low pressure of their humility that attracts the presence of God and it's why they can pray like that, and you can see they're just, their hearts are so in, and it is convicting. So that slide uh, we showed, that's, that's, the, that's about two-thirds of the group. Um, that was our last day. They, we always take a photo. But they have a pattern, and I'm going to show you just one short video here at the end, of when they receive a lot, they bless back. And they give a threefold blessing. And what they're saying here three times is, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. So watch this. Hallelujah. 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 So that's God in people who receive the fullness of his presence. Those are faces, what it looks like when the fullness of Christ in the baptism of the Holy Spirit changes people's hearts from the inside out. And I know hunger in others prompts hunger in us. And the five words of the message today, the promise of the Father, the five words correspond to the five fingers in your hand. And with your faith, I challenge you today, take your five fingers, reach out and take hold of those five words and make them your own. Take those five words, the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being immersed in his presence, that, that immersion, that submersion, that saturation of the presence of God. Receive today on Pentecost Sunday. Receive today in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. Let's stand together.
I'm gonna lead us in prayer, and I just wanna encourage you. We often say it here at Lilburn, but I wanna encourage you to hold out your hands right now. And Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And just as we've often witnessed uh, physical water baptisms at the front, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to baptize you in his presence today. And, and Jesus is like the pastor. He's the one that immerses us in the, in the Holy Spirit. So with your hands open, in fact, if you would just take one of your hands and raise it up over your head and say, Lord, here, come on over here, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Come on over here, Lord, baptize me now in your, come on over here, Lord, please. Don't, don't pass me by, baptize me now in your Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, in Jesus, do it, do it now. Lord, we tear the, we tear the dividing wall. We, we tear down the, the strongholds of fear over the supernatural. The fear of the Holy Spirit, we tear that down in Jesus' name. If we, if we know the Father and we trust the Father, we can trust the Holy Spirit. If we trust Jesus, we can trust the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we tear down uh, pneumophobia, Holy Spirit fear in Jesus' name. And Lord, we, we also dethrone our own control. Lord, we are great controllers and we renounce our self control that is that we're going to be in control of our own destiny we put that down in Jesus name and we put ourselves under the control of God in Jesus name come now and fill fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit come and saturate me immerse me in the waters of your Holy Spirit in Jesus name I receive I receive your immersion I receive your immersion now in the Holy Spirit saturate every cell in my body fill every area in my life Fill my family, take control of my tongue, my conversations, in Jesus' name. Take control of my finances, the way I invest, the way I give. Lord, I wanna honor you with my finances, with my career path, Lord, and with my job. Lord, direct me, fill my workplace, fill my neighborhood, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord, I, I, I define myself today as a carrier of your presence. I'm a carrier of your presence. I don't want you coming and going. I don't want just a little, a little wet behind the ear. Lord, immerse me today. Saturate me today. Fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit.